160, 160, Guitar Wank episode with Frank DeVito. We're going to continue this week with Frank, yeah. G'day ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another Guitar Wank podcast. This is 160 and we're going to continue with Mr. Frank DeVito. I loved it. You guys have got to fit, hear the rest of the stories. Uh, such an entertaining gentleman. Uh, great bloke. And uh, I really hope you enjoyed last week's episode with Frank. What a legend, man. What a what a legend. A couple of shout-outs. Big shout-out to my mentor, my guitar teacher, and just one of my, yeah, a man I look up to, Tony Clabro. Uh, Tony gave me a shout-out yes, last week that he listened to the episode with Frank and loved it. Tony, thank you for listening, mate. And um, we want to get more of these kind of guys, these these legends on the show that share their stories. Uh, we're chasing Joel Taylor. I believe Joel is going to come in, who's an amazing drummer. I guess we're going to call it Drum Wank in the future. But uh, Joel Taylor, amazing drummer. We're going to have him on. Paul Jackson Jr. is coming in tomorrow night, which will be great. That's tomorrow night. We're recording here. Um of Guitar Wank, which will be why you're actually listening to this. We'll be recording an episode with Paul Jackson Jr. So, super excited to uh, do that. And I did notice that uh, Paul just did something with um, with Tim Pierce. So, Tim, you beat us. You beat us to the punch. But the great thing is, uh, I'm sure what we do is so different. Tim's organized together and, uh, and more polished than Guitar Wank but check it out and he does the YouTube thing so you get to see their mugs uh, their their beautiful faces and all that but check out Tim's uh, video with Paul Jackson Jr I think it's like a two part thing Uh, i got to finish watching it but it looks awesome but I'm excited to have Paul Jackson Jr here thank you Bruce Um, that's about it Uh, if you haven't done the Patreon thing go there patreon.com slash Guitar Wank or go to guitarwank.com and it's up the heading on the website. You can go there. And you can just basically support Guitar Wank. And those members of uh, Patreon are going to be winning winging and winning prizes uh, like Left Coast Pedals, Wire World Proteo Cables. We've got some Fender merch to give away. So we've got a lot of cool stuff to give away, and we'll guitar wank and albums and stuff like that. So we're going we're gonna to really support the, the Patreon uh, supportees of Guitar Wank. So uh, make sure you do that if you so, feel so inclined. Of course, there's no pressure. Uh, we're just we're doing this free podcast and um, trying to create a community. If you're new to Guitar Wank, I don't know where you've been. You've got 159 shows to go back and listen to um, and catch up. But uh, we welcome you. Thank you so much for your support. Guitarwank at gmail.com is where you can email us and you can send your, your questions, your queries, your your gripes, your, uh, your problems, whatever you want to send to that. That would be great. You can do that. Also, we are still doing the Barney Kessel picks. Uh, Tony, I'm going to put one pick aside for you, sir, because uh, I know I know of to- Barney Kessel because of Tony Calabro. So <laughs> I will put one uh, Barney Kessel pick aside for Tony. But uh, if you want a Barney Kessel guitar pick, and these are really Barney Kessel's guitar picks. Bruce went and picked them up from his uh, his widow and because uh, they're really, really close. And Anyway, um, yeah, send us a self-addressed envelope. 
and we'll send you a guitar wank pics and some bunny kissel pics and stuff and and whatever else we can fit in the envelope uh how do you get the address for here email us at guitarwank at gmail.com and i'll send you the info and you can we can take care of that but that will start to happen this week uh what else is going on i think that's it so uh yeah support us leave reviews you know the the internet's is like we need reviews we need support blah 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 social media yeah god it gets all too much doesn't it guys um when all you want to do is play guitar really we just really we just want to play guitar right we just want to geek out and play guitar play music uh, anyway sit back enjoy frank and uh we will see you guys all next week hopefully with paul jackson jr um bruce is out and about doing gigs scott is still in the studio mixing uh don't worry he's still with us he's just he's in scotland what do you expect and um and that's it we're keeping busy guys and uh we hope you're enjoying the shows and having a great time too all right uh shut up mccubbin let's get into it all right frank let's uh continue from last week have a good one guys be safe and let's uh let's support each other and see you all next week Alrighty then. And then, uh, uh, then the, as as happens to a lot of uh, in a lot of jazz situations, they folded a little by little. <laughs> <And> really? <laughs> I didn't notice. I thought yeah, right. I, I thought I just had, I thought I just said bo or something. No, I'm looking at Bruce as I said this, and, he, and he's nodding his head up and down. Oh yeah. Well, <laughs> But anyway, anyway, that was great. So I'm back, and um, I've been doing some gigs. I'm surprised I didn't think I would be. Now, but, tell us about. So you you were in you did the 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 Beach Boy gig with Brian Wilson blah, yeah. blah, blah, back then. So how did you fall into the the Sinatra situation? How did oh, that come about? Very simply, very it was simple. Tommy Tedesco, the wow. the guitar player yeah, who I was bet, on ten thousand hit records and all of this and. I met Tommy early on. In fact, we were working in a restaurant, in a club on La Cienega. Back then, those restaurants in La Cienega, most of them had a piano player or a duo or a trio or a band. It it was great, man. And and we had a six-piece band working uh, 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 five or six nights a week. And uh, uh, the leader was a guy from Chicago, he had to hit a couple of pop, a couple of records, and so he it was, he was the leader. And Tommy was on it, and he had Tommy get the band, and he and he hired me, and and we had uh, and he had charts, and there was a gal playing harp, and uh, what else? Harp, guitar, uh, bass, drums, and piano. Was there a horn? I don't know. It's so long ago, but I've got to be good friends with, with Tommy. So then go, go forward a, a few a couple of years, and I'm living at a hotel on uh, Vine Street in Hollywood, and right next door there was a little Italian restaurant. And I'm coming out of the hotel one day, and, and I just stopped by the uh, little restaurant, and I look in there, and in the corner is, is Tommy. Tommy's sitting in the corner uh, by himself, and he's eating spaghetti and meatballs, which is what he ate most of the time. That was his favorite. <laughs> yeah, you know, he's, he, he was great. He's a big man. guy. I love yeah, Tommy. Yeah. Big, yeah. And he's sitting there. And he said, come over and sit down. He said, what are you doing? And I said, well, I just finished a gig, six months gig with Georgie Auld in a club on uh, Hollywood and Western called the Peacock. 
and that was six nights a week. It was great. You remember Georgie, Georgie Ald, yeah, sure. for those who don't know, was one of the great uh, jazz uh, tenor sax players uh, from that, the big band era, you know, and, and a little after that. And I said, that gig just finished. Oh, you're not working. I said, no, no. And he said, uh, 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 Sinatra is looking for a drummer. And I went, oh, yeah, right. Wow, Frank Sinatra. You know, to me, that's, yeah. I don't get any bigger than that. That's stardom, you know. Uh, so uh, Tommy said, uh, Tommy had, had uh, people respected him so much that when they needed a drummer or a guitar player or whatever, they would, get, they would hey, Tommy, you know, who's, uh, you know, who's available that, that plays good that you can, you know, he did it with, he brought all those guitar players in from Buffalo, Niagara Falls. Well, sure, and, yeah. And you know the names of those yeah. guys. In fact, the guitar player that was playing with Frank when I joined Frank was Nick Bonney uh, 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 from his real name, Nick Bonadonna. But Nick Bonney, he had been with, Tommy got him the gig with Frank and he had been there a couple of years before I joined him. Anyway, Tommy said, here's a dime, go over to the phone on the wall and call Bill Miller, call the answering service, call Nina. He said, you know what, call Nina? That was an answering service we had back then. I said, yeah, I've got it, Hollywood 23311. So I said, really? He said, just tell him I told you to call. Tell him you're, you're available. I said, okay. So I went over and I got uh, dialed. Uh, and, I, and I said, I want to speak to Bill Miller. What's your name? And I said, Frank DeVito. I'm a drummer and I want to speak to him. So he came on the phone. Did you know Bill Miller? Yeah. Bill, I, Bill was a great guy. Yeah, yeah. Very quiet, very laid back, very easygoing, you know, perfect for Frank. His playing was perfect for Frank. And, and he was a great guy. And uh, I, get, I get him on the phone. And I said, hi, Bill, my name is Frank DeVito. I'm a drummer. I just ran into Tommy Tedesco. And he said, you need a drummer for Frank. He said, yeah. Well, who have you been playing with? And I said, well, I just finished the, the gig for six months with Georgie Ald. And I worked a lot with a buddy to Franco. And I worked with Stan Getz a couple of times in New York. And, and uh couple of big bands, Hal McIntyre had a big, I was there for a year, and, and, and different, uh, different things, you know, and he said, oh, and he didn't say anything, so I'm waiting for the next thing, and he said, well, all right, uh, uh, next week, uh, be in Vegas Monday at the Sands Hotel, be in Vegas Monday at the Sands Hotel at two o'clock, we're going to rehearse uh, just ask him where the rehearsal is. And we're not going to be on the main stage, but we're going to rehearse. And I said, oh, okay, that's it? And he said, yeah. <laughs> I didn't ask about money or anything, man. Who cared? You know? Yeah, right. It's not true. So anyway, I uh, went to Vegas on the Monday in my uh, 1957 Plymouth Belvedere, was it? No, was it Belvedere, Plymouth? I forget. And uh, drove in, and back then, uh, the uh, Sands Hotel was on the right as you drive into Vegas. One of the first hotels, I think. So it said Frank Sinatra on the... Uh, and then underneath, uh, the comic and, mm. and the, Copa, the Copa Girls mm. dancers. And went up and set up my drums, and, and Bill was there. He was going over stuff mostly with a string section. 
and uh, we started to play, and he didn't say much, you know, he didn't say much. So I don't want to. I guess if he, if he didn't like me, he would have told me to get lost or something. So uh, then, then uh, we, uh, I think we went later downstairs into the where the stage was, and the and the, and the rest of the band, and and we ran over some stuff. But these tunes he was playing were very popular Sinatra arrangements at yeah, the time. Yeah, you knew him already, right? And I had, yeah, and, and, I, and I was a big fan of the drummers that did most of those records. Was it Irv that you took over for or Saul? Well, no, I didn't take over for anybody, really. I mean, uh, but who had been doing it right before Much, that? much later, Irv went on the road. Oh, okay. I was in the 50s, the late oh, 50s. Okay. Irv was too busy to go on the road. And Saul Gubin uh, came in. After, when Irv died, so oh, that so, was so later. That was much way later. after the you. Oh, way after. Oh, I didn't no, know. No, I was that. early on, and um, uh, yeah. So um, uh, uh, the lady is a tramp, and uh, uh, long last love, and all of those tunes, and I heard them a lot, and uh, so I played, and and Frank showed up. And I didn't really meet him until right after the sh right before the show backstage. <laughs> he just looked around, uh, you know. And and after the show, uh, I mean before before the show, uh, the first show was eight o'clock. Yeah, and backstage, and and I shook hands with him, and I was, uh, and he said, uh, Frank, and I said, Yeah, my name is Frank. He said, They did they call you Cheech when you were young? Cheech is is a yeah, nickname it's, it's Italian, so for Frank. Francesco. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. and I, and I was nervous talking to him, and I said, ah, well, yeah, 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 yes, yeah, <laughs> you know. So he was nice. I found him to be kind of quiet, yep. kind of laid back. I didn't never saw any. Well, he was forty one years old when I was with him. Oh, well, how old were you then? Twenties, in my early twenties. Wow. Yeah, and he's he's huge, right? He's oh, he's the biggest star in the world. Yeah, he had yeah. just he just finished while I was working with him. He's just finishing the man with the golden arm. Wow! And before that, he had done um, 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 from here to eternity, the yeah. movie. Whoa. Wow! So he was big, and to be around him, to right. be man, it, it was it, wow. unbelievable. It's the biggest thrill of my well, you life. You know, you know, I have to do this. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you know the Frank Sinatra saved my life? You know oh this. yeah, yeah. You know this story, that, that, that's a gag. Yeah, right. I don't think it really you know happened. The gag. No, I know it's just yeah, a gag. Yeah, it's no. He never told anybody to break somebody. No, 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 no. It's like <laughs> he, he wasn't. Let, let me tell it. Go me. ahead, okay. you tell it. Do you, know, <laughs> do you know Frank Sinatra saved my life? Uh, oh, he did. Really? Yeah, he, yeah, yeah, he did. He, How was like, that? One, How one, do one night I'm in this parking lot in Vegas, and these two guys are beating the crap out of me. Man. Yeah. And Frank comes up and he says, "Okay, boys." That'll be enough. <laughs> well, that's one of the things. The other thing is um, there's an, there's another another thing about breaking legs and everything. Yeah. No, I was. We used to ride in a limo with him uh, to the venue from the airport. He got a kick out of uh, Nick Bonney. We were both in our twenties, the guitar player and, and me, and we would uh, on the trips. If if they didn't take the big band, Nelson, if, if we didn't have the uh, chartered plane with Nelson Riddle's band, sometimes uh, we oh when we go to New York, he would take uh, me, Nick Bonney on guitar, and uh, 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 a trumpet player, lead trumpet player. Yeah. That was it. And and the band at the Copa was pretty good. 
and the string players were good. And you bring so, Bill, right? Or oh, no? Bill yeah, Miller was yeah, always yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. The, and a lot of things I read and people say, oh, Nelson was conducting the band. Nelson never conducted the band on the road for Frank. He was too busy writing in town. Uh, Bill Miller conducted the band, and uh, you know, if you can call it conducting, right? But and and Frank would 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 count. I'd, I'd watch his. He'd be up on the stage, and we'd I'd watch his foot, and he'd be talking, you know. And and then and here's a song uh, Jimmy Van Hughes and a good buddy of mine wrote, and I hope you like it. Whatever, two, three, four. Then we'd be into it. Yeah. And and then he got a he he would conduct the the rubato the string section mm -hmm. and and all good musicians you know we all knew that stuff anyway how much conducting is there and just get us into it and out of it you know and and it was great Frank, uh, Frank I got I yeah. right now I'm in a Scorsese movie right. and this is your life but I'm backstage with you and Frank yeah you just met him yeah all right he's just talked to you now you guys go play the gig you got to take me back to that and finish that that. That part of the story. Oh, the show, the first, yeah, the, the shows? first show. Yeah. No, he uh, he never said anything. I was told that if he likes you, you're there. If he doesn't like you, you're not there. <laughs> was it? A, was it the big room at the Sands? Oh, sure, yeah. sure. And it was. Well, it was packed. Packed. Uh, well, yeah, he was the biggest thing yeah. in the world then. The first time I drove into Vegas uh, 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 to work with Frank the, on the um, what do you call? It? The, 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 the marquee, the marquee, yep. front of the Sands Hotel, Frank Sinatra. The second time I drove in, it said Frank, and 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 underneath the opening acts. Wow. The third time, <laughs> it said, "He's here." <laughs> it, and when the word got out that that Frank Sinatra was going to be in town, and and it, his deal was, I think, three or four times a year, uh, and we we did. Uh, I think three weeks, whatever. It's a long time ago. But, um, yeah, didn't have to even put his name up there. He said, he's here. <laughs> and, That's so fucking Yeah, is cool. that great? Is that something? No, he was wonderful. And and uh, after the show at night, he, uh, uh, he didn't like to go to sleep early. Right. In fact, he didn't like to sleep at all. He liked yeah. to be up. He, and he would hold court in, in, in the main, like at the Sands, on the, on the main floor. You know, after the show, and people would be milling around, especially women, young, old, thousands of women. You know. He had the pick of the crop, right? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. but he was a classy guy. He, yeah. he was cool. And he'd sit at the, the table, you know, and, and some of the girls from the show would be there. And Nick and I would hang out because we'd hang out with Frank. We'd keep our distance a little bit, but... Uh, we felt because we got the vibes we got from him was yeah okay all right you guys you're you know you got a kick out of us i think i think he kind of saw himself a little bit in us because we were young and and maybe we were a little hipper you know one thing uh, that i got a kick out of i used to backstage before we, we would go on you know and and he'd be staying there talking to somebody and, and I would be talking to Nick about um, some Charlie Parker thing or one of those tunes, and I would, I would sing. I said, and I'd say, Nick, how does this tune, uh, what's the name of this tune? Whatever the name of that. It's, it's, it's actually a confirmation. Confirmation, yeah, yeah. And Frank, is, he's looking over at me, 
and and I'm and I'm and I'm singing these bebop tunes, yeah. and I would do it often. And one night, I swear, he was moving uh. his lips. He was looking at me, and I was going, but do and he's, he was going before the show. And I said, Nick. I said to Nick. I said, but anyway, no, he was great. Frank was uh, uh, wonderful. Well, we had a manager, uh, Hank Senecola, who was with him for many, many years, his personal manager. And, and we had a lot of fun with him. You know, he got a kick out of us. And, you know, and he was very close with money. Frank had no idea how much we were paying. I don't think he knew how much he he didn't get into that right but hank would uh, i guess hank came up from uh from new york and as as a kid and had a rough time and then became a, a, a zillionaire working for frank and, and he's still a little tight you know mm -hmm. so w at one point we're finishing closing at the sands and going to the copa in new york so hank says well we don't need you guys there there's a real good guitar player and drummer you guys are on vacation for that and I said, no. I said, hey, we're from New York, Nick and I. We got to go back. We got to go to New York with Frank. And he says, well, I don't know. Go over and ask him. So this was in the afternoon, and we were rehearsing. So I went over to Frank. And I said, oh, excuse me, Frank, can I talk to you for a minute? And he said, yeah. I said, you know, you're going to New York when we close here? I said, you know, Nick and I are from New York, and our families are there and everything. I said, we would, we'd love to go, and we have to go. And he said, and he says, yeah, okay, all right, I'll tell Hank. And that was it. That, and we, we were on the trip. Another time, uh, we weren't doing any of the records. The, the drummer that played on most of those great records you hear with Nelson and Billy May was Alvin Stoller, number one. He took Buddy Rich's place on Tommy Dorsey's band, and he was a busy guy in town. Great guy from New York, from Brooklyn, and he's kind of a Buddy Rich guy, and he sounds so great. When you hear the Bobby Bain yeah. and, and Joe Comfort, great bass player, and Alvin, that rhythm section, you listen to those things that were done 50, 60 years ago, they swing, they sound great. Conrad Gazzo, Willie Schwartz, and all of those guys in the band. So, yeah, yeah, he, um, oh, uh, uh, the record dates were going on, and we weren't uh, we weren't doing them. And I was cocky. I was, in, you know, in my twenties, and and so I saw Frank talking one time, and there was a little interruption there. He was in a good mood, so I said, uh, Frank, I said, uh, you know, <laughs> Nick and I were were saying how much we dig, you know, working for you, man. It's a real honor. It's a thrill and everything, which he didn't like. He didn't like those compliments, but yeah, I said, but we'd like to do some of the records. Can we get? Oh, you would? Okay. Get back to town. The contractor calls. Uh, and I, I'm on a date, and I get to do um, um, Witchcraft, Tell Her You Love Her, You're Cheating, a bunch of the singles. And then later on the road, uh, we did a live album, which is really good. It's called Sinatra 57, done in Seattle. We wow. did a... We did a uh, uh, and Wally Hyder was with us, uh, uh, recording every night. And... and uh, uh, they picked <clears throat> Seattle. We did the first night was Tacoma, Seattle, and and what's the other one up there? The other town. Portland, Tacoma, Seattle. Well, uh, and uh, Portland, Portland. 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 There were the three days, and Seattle was in the center. 
and and they chose that as as the uh, to do and that make an album out of it. And and Frank sounds great on it. <clears throat> a little husky his voice, but he's yeah. having fun, and the band is good. And and it's it's Nelson's band, you know, who took the whole band on on those those weekend tours, which was a ball, which was wow. great. I can't even imagine fun. how much fun you. Got. I love that. I love the bass player Joe Comfort. Yeah. He was such a nice guy, and went on the first record date that I was on with him, man. and Bobby Bain, yeah. Well, yeah, solid, you know. Yeah. So and Joe was right next to me, and Frank was just six feet away. That's the way we recorded back then. Were you it was at like Capitol? like on at yeah, Capitol, the big the studio CA, there. Studio A. Yeah. yeah. So you know, we're do, we're doing this first tune, and the saxes. I wasn't used to this. Willie Schwartz and those guys, they kind of played a little behind yeah. that style, you know. And I said, I said, Joe, that, that sex is a drag a little bit, don't they? He says, yeah, but don't let them take you with them. Yeah. Don't you just, come on. Watch out, because the trumpets are going to rush. Yeah, well, he, the trumpets, well, Conrad Gazzo was yeah. right on it, man. I'll never forget him. He played those quarter notes. Bop, 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 bop. I mean, he swung so much. Yeah, yeah. That band, that band was so, so great. Uh, an interesting thing about uh, a record, it became pretty big too, uh, um, uh, uh, Witchcraft. Yep. Yeah, Side Coleman. Oh, God. I yes, love that. good. Yeah, there's two, there's two versions. The one I did was Capital. That's the uh, one with Gazo and everything. Uh, but then uh, when Frank... Uh, when they organized reprise years later, they redid those things. Oh, yeah, I know. And I listened to them, and I, I was talking to Alan Kaplan recently uh, uh, about those, and and he wasn't on the first one yet, but he he did the second one, and he said, he said when I heard the first one, it, it was it was a heck of a lot better. The tempo, the tempo, the, when they redid it, it was like they were going going through a whole bunch of things. Uh, you know, the tempo was fast. And the drum fills weren't there, right? And there were different arrangements too. They, the, they, they weren't a little bit, a little, yeah. No, they were. They were. You're right. There was they, a little. They had a, <clears throat> what was it uh, Tom Costa that did those? Don, no, Don Costa, uh, I mean. no, uh, uh, Nelson. Nelson did. Nelson, but I mean, yeah. did, even Maybe did Don Costa did something on this on the on the reprise. Maybe. Yeah, I they, think. They're pretty close, though. They're pretty yeah. close. Yeah. But there's. <clears throat> I would listen very closely to the drummers, to Alvin Stoller and Irv. Irv would be playing some of them, and uh, I noticed that they were pr played pretty conservatively. Not uh, hey, we're going on and on. Is there any time? No, right. man, this because, is amazing. Keep, keep, you, well, as, as long as I don't we, get we just too break, hoarse. We just break. The, yeah, you just you just let us know when you can. But I can't let you go yeah. without asking you you to complain about guitar players a little bit. Oh mm, no, Come the on. only guitar players that I would complain about are if I go on a gig. And with a band or a big band or it's, it's a small group and I see a real young guitar player, okay, particularly with a big band. I remember going on the, on the road with, with Bob, Robert Goulet for a year and uh, he didn't carry a guitar player, you know, yeah. and, but, but I always had the book for a guitar yeah. player and we'd run into... Uh, mostly they were young, you know, in these, these they towns. They what the music was supposed to sound like. Right. Yeah, and they would play the time uh, loud, louder than it should be. They, in other words, they, you can't blame them, but they grew up listening to the rock guys. And uh, 
they, they should have been listening to Bruce and to guys like him who knew how to play and, and, and the, the, the basic... Uh, yeah, uh, Freddie Green, Freddie Green, and 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 all of those, you know, and and they they just strum away, you know, louder than, you know, and 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 they'd be touchy too, you know, some of them, you know, oh, this drummer is telling me this old guy is telling me how to play, you know, under this, you know, <laughs> but I'd say, I would say, you know, uh, what's your name? Oh, Bobby, Bobby, yeah, okay, look, man, uh, uh, Bob uh, uh, Goulet is. He's got a thing about loud guitar, so, you know, you know, so uh, to turn the volume down a little bit and try to blend with the bass player in me, you know, try, with, try to get that thing going, which most of them didn't. <laughs> most of them didn't. But when you run into, uh, you know, run into guys who have been playing for, uh, you know, for a number of years and grew up uh, being influenced by, by the great uh, guitar players and, and listening to uh, listening to the records with the, with the rhythm sections, yeah. and, you know, then the, then it was a, a pleasure. Cool. But I, I never had uh, never had too many uh, too many problems. Dude, would um, back then would would Frank turn around and say, hey, you know, Frank, I want a little bit tempo. He, he, he would never said anything to really? me. Really, he once in a while he would turn on to to the to us maybe. If, if maybe it was to the rhythm section, and he would go like more, you know, that, that's all. He'd right. go like, that's about go it. Go ahead and get hot. Yeah, yeah. He'd go, you know, and Brain. and one, and he'd go a little yeah. bit in the car. Nick, Nick was was a really good player. He could be timid sometimes, you know, and and so was I. We were very young, you know, so sometimes, you know, they had to say, "Come on, let's hear more of you." But I figured. I lasted a couple of years, you know, so I must have been doing something right, you exactly. know. Exactly. But no, no, that that was uh, that was Did, good. Let me an uh, interesting story yeah. about Frank. Yeah. Uh, 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 giving some direction on stuff <clears throat> when we in the at Capitol, doing the, the sessions and um, a witchcraft was one of them. There's a couple of drum fills in there, and how they came about was. Uh, we ran it down, and I just played. When I got to the, these open spots where uh, ordinarily a, a drummer would play, would fill it in, but with him, you know, I didn't know, you know, didn't want to get in the way, so I did. I didn't play there. I, I mean, I played the time, you know, played the time, but I didn't do what I ordinarily might do when I was playing with a big band with with Les Brown or with Stan Kenton or with a, one of the bands I played with. So <clears throat> we're listening to a playback. Frank is standing over here. I'm standing here, and the speakers, and we're listening to it. And and he sings the first, the uh, the first chorus, the first half, and the and then the band plays, uh, the brass section. Nothing. But when it, when we got to that spot, he he looked at me, and and he didn't say anything, but he went, you know. Do, yeah, do, do, do something yeah. in there. And I got what he meant. Yeah. So I always say to, uh, to people, you know, the drum fills you hear on there are, are Frank's idea. They were him. He, told, he didn't tell me exactly what to play, but... He wanted something there. Yeah. 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 And I played... And I played the triplets. Yeah, right. yeah. Uh, no, no, the first one. 
It's simple, yeah, you know, right. yeah. but but they're effective and and uh, they're effective. I love the triplet one. Yeah. Well, that's that's yeah. uh, on the on the snare drum and and the tom tom. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a full sound. Did you have any? Did you have any nights sitting down and drink, having a drink with Frank? Was that a lot? Yeah, a lot. Yeah, we we go to he he you know after the after the show we'd be sitting around be at the table or something and he'd get up and. He go like this, you know, and we go out and there'd be a couple of cabs outside, and we go over to the Sahara Hotel and and watch uh, uh, Louis Prima and Keely Smith, and oh, I'd be sitting right, God. yeah, Jesus, and I'd be sitting right next to Frank, wow, you know, and I and you know, and I didn't yak it up with him, but yeah. when he said something, you know, I, you know, uh, but it, but he was he was beautiful. Man. Did you did you like, were you around the, the Rat Pack time was it? Oh. No, but I re I could have gone to Vegas, and I should have, because I was rehearsing at MGM, uh, working with a couple of choreographers, and and one of them was working with uh, Peter Lawford. Peter Lawford was one of the one of the Red Pack, yeah. And and Peter Lawford was not a dancer, but he wanted to learn to move a little bit because he's going to be with Sammy Davis and, and and Dean, and they screw around and they do stuff. So he wanted to get so. So this choreographer called me. He said, do you want to come down and, and work with uh, Peter? He's a real nice guy. And uh, he's, uh, he's going to be practicing these dance, dance steps. But he said, I should have a drummer. So I got the gig working with Peter wow. for uh, just three or four days. Yep, at yep. The, and he was the nicest guy. You know, we do a little bit. And he says, oh, that, that, that's, that's, that's very good, Frank. What do you think? What do you think? How am, I, am I improving? And I said... <laughs> <laughs> I said, yeah, Peter, you, you know, you, you, you're not Donald O'Connor, uh, who I worked with, who, who was a great guy. But no, he was the nicest guy. And he said, let's take a break. And he had a little bar there uh, and uh, with the uh, oblig obligatory Jack Daniels yep. stuff. And we'd have a little drink. Yeah, Nice man. And I didn't push it. And, and I should have because they, they didn't take a drummer there. I saw when I saw it. I saw that they used the house drummer, so, uh, but I wasn't working steadily with Frank then. Right. I had I had left. Oh, see, at one point Frank was ver doing a lot of movies, mm -hmm. and he'd go on location. So we didn't work uh, that much uh, during that period, and that's when I started to get busy in the studios, and I was working a lot at NBC Burbank on a lot of shows, and. Uh, you know, and and those things were lucrative, and 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 they were. They and so were great. yeah, okay. So if we don't mind moving on here. Yeah, uh, sure, sure, whatever. Like, so you worked with like Ricky Nelson and yeah. Cher and the Monkeys. Cher, I played. Yeah, the Monkeys. I, I'm the Monkeys and the uh, what's the other one? The the monk, the name of the rabbits or whatever the hell they are. But when we went on those sessions. I didn't know it was the monkeys. We were doing tracks. Oh, okay. So yeah, you. Found the out reason that. I found out the monkeys, my daughter came home from school one day and she said, "Daddy, I didn't know you played with the monkeys." I said, "I never played with the monkeys." She said, "Your name is on the back with other musicians." Wow. Uh, <clears throat> the monkeys. My girlfriend Susie said your name. I said, "Okay, then if then I probably did." <laughs> then and uh, yeah. And Cher, I did some nice records with Cher. Yeah. One of them was Bang Bang, He Shot Me Down. Oh, wow. Okay. That was a good record. She's, I've, I've always heard amazing things about Cher. 
Like she's a really she's a, she's a good person. She was nice, and yeah. she was very young when I worked oh, with wow. her. And 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 uh, Sunny, yeah, Sunny was great. We did a lot of stuff with Sunny. We did a lot of um, uh, uh, demos with Sunny. He uh, with Sunny. He yeah. had ideas for stuff, and he'd call you. I remember in the nine ten o'clock at night, he'd say, uh, "What are you doing?" And I said, "Nothing. I'm watching TV. Come down, uh, come down to Gold Star. Come down to Gold Star. We're gonna we're gonna uh, I'm gonna call." Uh, uh, the, the the guitar players, uh, I, I forget the guy's names. That oh, that that's not, I got my my phone is ringing. I'm going to shut it off. Uh, and, <laughs> it might be a it might be a gig. Oh, no, take it. I, I think I'll take it. It's Laura. It's Laura Purcell. Hello, Miss Purcell. Well, here I am in a studio. Uh, and I'm being interviewed, and, and I'm going on and on like I do, you know, having a good time. I'm sitting on a couch with Bruce Foreman. And Troy McCubbin. And Troy McCubbin. Troy McCubbin. And it's his studio, and we're in the, in the valley. And, uh, yeah, so, yeah, how you do? Yeah, it's great. I think I do. You want to taste? Oh, okay, hon. Okay. Oh boy. Well, good luck with that. I'll tell her. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> okay. All right, sweetheart. Okay. I'll talk to you. Good luck with that. And, and I'll talk to you soon. And, and Br Bruce. Yeah. What, whatever day. Uh, uh, not Sunday. You're busy. Sunday. Monday, Tuesday, whatever. Whatever. Okay. Okay. Bruce sends his regards. Okay. Okay, I will. Take care, hon. Bye bye. Bye bye. Doors. Do you, you want to do a taste, Frank? A tiny, tiny. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Let me grab some ice and glass. Oh, okay. I, you, you know. Guys keep talking. I, okay, we'll uh, keep talking. Are we still rolling here? I mean, you know, you just you just talked about having the obligatory taste, and it just made me thirsty. Frank. Oh yeah. A and little... I figured when I'm drinking with you, yeah. it's like <laughs> Frank's already saved my life. Now I'm having a taste. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, no, you know, I could go on. Uh, about, well, do about man, Frank. it's just I so could great. Go on about Frank. Yeah. Because you know we loved him, man. and he, and and later on when he got old, older, uh, the musicians didn't. Now, recently I was hanging out with a with a great player, who worked with Frank for a long time. And he said, "When were you with him?" And I said, "Oh, 57, 58, 59, off and on." And then and then on, in the '60s, I did um, part of the album uh, "Strangers in the Night." Uh, Hal Blaine, it was Hal Blaine's gig, and I came in and did uh, uh, a few tunes, and I played on uh, the Summer Wind Ooh, in a couple oh, of tunes. Wow. Yeah, and that that was a good, uh, that was yeah. a good record. And Hal did, you know, the great Hal Blaine did wow, yeah. did uh, the, the main title on it and, and a lot of stuff. But uh, yeah, that was that was fun. But no, we uh, no, I, it was uh, it was great. Oh, uh, the, I'll, the most fun I think was when Bill Miller would call. <clears throat> And he said, listen, uh, tomorrow night, Frank is going to go over to the Beverly Hilton Hotel and sing a few songs for his doctor. And, and so you, you and Nick and me and uh, Joe Comfort are going to go over and play. Yeah. And that was fun because that would be impromptu. Right. You're not playing the show. We're not playing the show. And, and uh, he, would, he would be loose, looser. And, 
and he always was, but, but this was such a, a laid back, nice, nice thing. And, and uh, I got a kick out of, uh, kick, got a kick out of doing those. And every once in a while, that would happen. Yeah, it was, yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. Let's sit in the mood now. Let's have a little. We'll have just a little nip, you know. Yeah, a tiny, tiny uh, nip. Ice. Sure. Yeah. 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 Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's you know. Yeah. God, I only wish I could have played with him. Hey. Frank. Oh yeah. Well, he would. He would have dug you, Rosie. You know. Yeah. I mean, I've Frank. I've done so many of those little sessions in Capitol. You know, playing yeah. playing acoustic guitar with the big band. Yeah, you know, yeah. I just yeah. love that, man. You know. Oh, that's plenty. That's plenty. Just that's a taste. Yeah. Beautiful. <clears throat> wow, Frank. See, you've done a lot of. You've done all the coolest shit. I've done a lot of you stuff. I was in the yeah. right good. right place at the right time, right, and good. and I had some good friends. Your movie, yeah. your life is like a Scorsese movie, man. Well, <laughs> actually, speaking of which, yeah. you were in a movie, weren't you? I was in a, yeah several several. several right right La Bamba. La Bamba. You in La Bamba? Yeah, yeah. There's a good, good, sh uh, some good shots. Oh, and um, weren't you in something come, like a, the Wild? Something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, with Buddy the DeFranco. The Wild Party. Group. The Wild Party. Yeah, you know that one. Yeah. yeah. The Wild. What's the Wild? Party? There was a movie called The Wild Party. It was like in the fifties, right? In the fifties, the, the star of the movie was uh, Anthony Quinn, and the and the gal was. Cheers. 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 To your health, friend. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you. Likewise. Cheers. Well, hold on. What did you do in La Bamba? Oh, I was with the band, with with the band, and uh, um, uh, we we played live only on one day, a couple of things. But otherwise, we're just acting like we're playing in the in the scene, and and uh, there's some good shots, good shots uh, near the end of the movie when the, when uh, what's his name. Uh, who is Richie Valens, Richie but Valens. the guy who played um, it. Uh, yeah, Lou Diamond Lou, Phillips. Lou Diamond Phillips. Yeah, yeah. When, when, they're, when uh, Rich, uh, what's his name, used, is supposed to be in a theater, big yeah. theater in New York, and that was, that was it. Yeah, we had, we had some, uh, who else was, oh, Roger Newman, I remember the late Roger Newman was in that. Oh, man, was what a great that. player. I loved yeah. his playing so much. Yeah, yeah, he was there in the band, and, and some other guys I can't remember. <clears throat> But that was uh, the movie was uh, the, that was way way back, and it was Buddy DeFranco, Pete Jolly, Ralph Pena. Yeah, in the rhythm section, and Buddy, and and um, uh, the actor. It was Anthony Quinn was the star. Carol Omar was mm -hmm. the star, and the actor his name was uh, Nehemiah Nehemiah Persoff. Oh. His name is now. If you look him up, you'll see that he did. A lot, a lot of stuff back there, and 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 the uh, some of the dialogue is embarrassingly corny, <laughs> but we didn't we didn't get to talk really, so it was cool. We just they told us to, you know, just look at each other and say, hey, what's going on, and get yeah. off the stage and come back on, and and it was fun, it was fun to do that. Uh, yeah, there were everybody. a lot of movies back from then that a lot of cats yeah. were in playing. You know, like the the band was part of the thing. That's right. Shelley did. You remember that those, that yeah. movie that uh, Martin Milner was the guitar player in it. Lee Marvin was the saxophone. Lee Marvin, really? He was a clarinet player. No kidding, I can't picture yeah, him. Ella was such in a heavy. It. Ella was in the oh, movie. Oh wow, yeah. I worked with Ella. I did a summer tour. I think uh, she sang "Hard Hearted Hannah" or something. Yeah, right. I might be mixing yeah. a couple of movies yeah. together. Yeah. Okay. How was How was Ella? 
Ella was a sweetheart. Yeah. It was uh, the piano player was Richard Wyand and the bass player was Jimmy Bond. Ugh. Yeah, and and we uh, I did a summer tour with her. We went to uh, 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 the, the um, hotel in in uh, San Francisco. Uh, what's Fairmont. the name of that room? The Fairmont. We did the Fairmont. And we went to Vegas, uh, one of the hotels. Um, I can't remember the name. I'll think of it later. And there was a club in uh, Palm Springs called the Chichi back then that played big stars right in Palm Springs on the main drag. And we did that. And then uh, we played the uh, on Hollywood and Vine, a great, uh, great club, a jazz club, lasted for quite a while. Uh, the, uh, uh, what was the name of it? Uh, 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 what what what's the what's the restaurant in New York, the theater in the theater section? Uh, everybody goes Brown to. Derby. No, yeah. but begins with an X S. Uh, what the heck's the name of it? Anyway, it's an it's 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 very similar to that name. Yeah. And and we played there, and and I played there a lot. A lot of jazz players played there, uh, Buddy DeFranco and Pete Jolly, and I played there with um, uh, the uh, Dave Pell Octet. Uh, Man, and, speaking uh, of which, I yeah. just played that music last Tuesday. We did a live radio show. Yeah. Uh, Carl Saunders. Wow. You know, yeah. and we yeah. it was like Ralph Moore and Doug Webb and, ah. and uh, you know and we we did a live radio of, of all, all those of all of those all those Bill Holman and oh, Marty yeah. Page. Marty charged. Page. And it was so great. <laughs> and I knew Dave. Dave and I became yeah, friends before sure. he passed, man. Yeah, oh, he was great. That music is so great. Yeah. So ahead of its time. I mean, that right. was before Super Sax. That's right. I was subbing for Jack Sperling. Jack Sperling was playing drums mostly. Jack Sperling? Yeah. Great He drummer. was from New York, right? Wasn't back he in New east. York? Yeah, back east. A Jersey, New Jersey, I think. Yeah, because... He'd been out here he for had, a long time. He had time. a gig on a radio show in the 50s in New York. Oh, he did? Yeah, I'm be. pretty sure. He, he came out here, I think, in the, or in the late 50s. Yeah. It, it, he was with Tex Benneke. Did you know Buddy Jones, the bass player? Bass player, in yeah, 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 sure, sure. He's kind of like my surrogate father. Oh, yeah, he's still and, around? No, yeah. no, he passed yeah. away about 15, 20 years ago. Oh. But um, <clears throat> he he did a morning show with Jack and Mary Osborne and Al Cohn. Out here? No, it was New East? York. Oh, it was a morning okay. show in New York yeah. in the early 50s. yeah. Yeah. Well, I didn't realize Jack. How long was Jack out here? Was he here a long time? Oh, sure, sure. Oh, he right. was on staff at NBC for a long time. He had he had been on the road with with uh, Les Brown for quite a while, and then like a lot of guys who were with big bands and they came here and played the the, the Hollywood Palladium or there are clubs like I did, and they said, "Hey, yeah, this is the it. Weather, we stay. Boom. Yeah. Not only the weather, but the chance to get in the studios, and and there was a lot of work." And a lot of everything else, and it was fun. That, that must have been an amazing time, because you, you spent a lot of time in the what the TV studios and the. A lot of it. I worked yeah. on a lot of what we called specials, TV specials. Oh, really? I'd go to work uh, every day, and and I might be working with Bing Crosby. Wow. Or or uh, uh, Donald O'Connor. Or, or Rosie Clooney. Oh, Rosie Clooney. I worked quite a bit. Oh, with you did? Off yeah. Years, and she was. I don't know, if, uh, Bruce, if you worked with Rosie Clooney. She was a doll and a great singer and a wonderful That's person. That's George's mom, right? George Clooney's mom? Uh, and, uh, is it his mom? Aunt. He, he's yeah, he's the aunt. 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 Yeah. Oh, okay. Rosie's brother is George Clooney's father. Okay. And what's his name? He's a, he was a TV guy. Yeah, yeah. the guy who was on uh, <clears throat> Turner Classic Movies, right? right. Yeah, he was yeah. The host. Yes, yeah. yes. 
Um, she was a sweetheart. Yeah. Now, she said something to me one time that I will never forget. And this is kind of patting myself a little bit. But on the last job that I worked with her, I was up, my wife was with me, and I came in early and I, and I was getting my drums set up. And she was, was with her uh, fiance at the time and became her husband, uh, Denti DePaulo. Uh, and she came over and she says, uh, Frankie. Yeah, Frankie. And I said, yeah, yeah. She says, oh, she said, every time I work with you, I just float along. Wow. And I went, you know, I was speechless. <laughs> yeah. and, I, I, and, I, and I said to my wife I said, later, I said, did you hear what she said? She said, yeah, she paid you a compliment, a real compliment. I said, well, she's a sweetheart. She's, that was nice of her to say that. Wow, man. Uh, that's but, great. Uh, and you that worked with Betty Hutton, too. Oh, right? yeah. Yeah, I worked a lot with was Betty. She, is she was crazy. Wild. She was great. She Can couldn't she really, she it? wasn't really a great singer or a dancer, or, but put it all together, she was a great performer. Yeah, she was a personality. Was oh, she was but great. But she kind of always gave me, I always got the, I mean, Annie Get Your Gun. You know, oh, yeah. Wonderful in that. Yeah. That movie. Yeah. She was so amazing in that oh, movie. Oh, yeah. She and, did that but stuff. I mean, I always got the feeling from her with all that energy that she was kind of crazy was she kind of well she was a little eccentric she yeah. was kind of a perfectionist on the stage you know she'd complain about the air conditioning is too high but she never bugged bugged me well i mean or the just band. in general just being a very yeah she would she would come around once in a while and 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 she had uppers. She liked to take uppers, you know, to get that energy. <laughs> well, maybe that's what I noticed. You yeah, know what I mean, oh, she put one right in your mouth. You know, <clears throat> she'd come up to me, open your mouth, and you, you know, she put an upper. Mouth. And I took it the first time, and I was a nervous wreck. So that any time after that, she'd come over, put one in my mouth. I said, "Oh, thanks." And I, when she wasn't looking, Good. I'd spit it out. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. No, no. <laughs> That's fantastic. I, I loved, I loved her. Did, you, did you ever come across Sammy, Sammy Davis Jr.? A lot, a lot. I worked oh, with Sammy. A really? Lot. Yeah, yeah. I worked with Sammy. He a lot. was so and talented. Matt Cole. I worked a lot. We, we, uh, one of the first jobs with Buddy DeFranco's big band. Was at the uh, theater in Baltimore. Uh, uh, I forget the name of it, but uh, the star was Nat Cole, mm. and he didn't have his people with him, oh, so, so we we got to up. yeah, and that was fun. He was really nice, and he saw that we were young and experienced, and he said, and and Buddy was Buddy was not that yeah, yeah. great as leading a big band yet, you know, <laughs> and he the tempos and so forth. So they would announce, um, ladies and gentlemen. Mr. Nat King Cole and, and, and we would play and, and he wanted the tempo, right? So he says, he says, when my announcements, he came over to me before show and he said, when, when, they're, when they're bringing me on and Buddy is uh, counting off, he says, here's the tempo I want you to play. That's my girl. Take a look at her. She belongs to me. I remember the song. Yeah. That was his opening talk. Yeah. He said, that's the temple. That right there, huh? So you no got matter it? what he counts, that's what yeah, I want. Yeah, he's, he's nervous. He's going to go a little faster. But then he'll see, you know, he said, once we get into it. Well, Buddy was cool. That. Yeah. So, ladies and gentlemen, and I'm going like this with Buddy. I stick a little bit, you know, and, and then we'll get into it. But <laughs> he was a sweetheart, very nice. And I would go on gigs out of town with him, with Nelson Riddle. Because uh -huh. Nelson was... And, and Nelson would usually come yeah. uh, uh, for Nat. And uh, then later, Nat would have his own rhythm section. 
but, but nice man, very nice guy. And Sammy, uh, uh, well, I worked several times through the years with, with, with Sammy, mostly on, on TV things. What was, what was but Sammy? I would do a lot of rehearsing over there, yeah. which meant that I was with these guys every day, wow. close, like with Elvis. Elvis, you worked with Elvis? Uh, yeah, 1968 uh, wow. uh, comeback special. Yeah, you know, Elvis. Yeah, Elvis. You mean not Elvis Presley. <laughs> Elvis Schwartz. No, no, it was the real Elvis. <laughs> How did you, did you make, you made Elvis? Like, uh, well, the, the uh, choreographer, who I was working with a lot, yep. got the gig to, to do stuff uh, for Elvis uh, uh, for, that, for that special. Yep. And it was really, again, Hal Blaine got the gig to play, to do the pre-recording and everything for the show, but he couldn't come to the rehearsals which is great for me because I got called to sub for him on all the rehearsals, which meant I'm in a, a, a rehearsal room at, 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 uh, at NBC with Elvis every day. Wow. And, and uh, uh, who was playing piano? Uh, uh, Williamson, Claude Williamson was playing piano. And me, and I think Max was playing bass, Max Bennett. And... And so we're rehearsing with Elvis there every day. And Elvis is, uh, Claude is at the piano, and Elvis is sitting on a stool there and going over the music. He couldn't read, you know, but but they had all the, and and the, uh, the director would come in once in a while and the, and the arranger and and uh, show this stuff to Claude, and and they'd work it out with Elvis, you know, and Elvis had uh, had his people with him, two or three people. And, and he was great. We'd come in every day. He'd call everybody, sir. How you doing, sir? Good old, good old country boy, you know. Nice, nice man. Was yeah. he as good looking? Because every, everything I've read well, about Elvis... he was in his prime then, man. Everyone oh, said his photos didn't do him justice. He was listening. Oh, like... he was very, very... Uh, he was pretty almost. He yeah. was beautiful, beautiful yeah. looking guy. And the women, when they would come in, or uh, he'd be walking out uh, outside there. I mean, he was like a magnet, yeah. you know. And wow. nice, nice man. Yeah. And he was always doing his karate things with his buddies oh, yeah. in, between, in yep. between things. Nice, nice man. And that was 40 years ago. And that was a great gig because we, we've been getting paid a lot of, a lot of reuse and rerun stuff. Yeah. Me and, and uh, uh, um, uh, Don, Don, uh, Don Randy was mm -hmm. on it. And, and uh, uh, I think Chuck Berghofer. And uh, I got to play on an album. Uh, they did an album for RCA. RCA uh, was, was Elvis's uh, record uh, label. And Hal was the drummer. And I'm playing percussion, if you can call it that. We, you know, a lot of us back then, we bullshitted our way through on percussion. We were drummers. And, and they put vibes there and everything. So most of the leaders, though, were, they were cool. You know, said, you know I'd say, Geez, I can't play four mallets. I can't do this. Well, just... Just edit it. Do what you can. Well, you know, they were cool. They were cool. But I'm on the contract, and we've been getting, we've been getting paid all these years. Wow, man. That and and Elvis was Elvis was great. That's so. I mean, two of the the biggest entertainers the, yeah, in the, history, in the Sinatra world. and Elvis. I yeah, mean, I got to work with and and, and be and hang with and. And now you're on Guitar Wink. Well, yeah. this is the beginning of the end for you, Frank. No, no, <laughs> no, no. Wow, man, that's that's so huge. No, I, mean, I like I like to to talk to the talk about those days. They were great days, 
Were yeah, you living? Yeah. The, this is all twenties. Huh? Twenty year old, like late twenties, thirties, yeah. around the end. Well, yeah. the Elvis stuff was later. Right? Later on, yeah. yeah, I was in my thirties. Were you living large then? Was these gigs like you were like in the money? It's, it's it was good. I was making good a good living. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah. making a good living. So like, life was good, right? Oh yeah, yeah. You must. Yeah, yeah, we were able, you know, to go to Europe, and and my wife and I, she was a European, yeah. and 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 we go there, you know. And and uh, go to Aspen. She liked to ski. Oh wow! Hawaii. Yeah. And there were times when I could do that. Yeah. Wow. No, those man. were those were great days. There, there was a lot of work and not that many great players. Right. Now it's the other way around. There's a lot of wonderful young great players, and the and the recording business is not what it was back. And you, and TV. There's no musical stuff happening on TV except for you know rap stuff and. You and know. the late shows, they they have the live bands, but the, yeah, there isn't a lot of work. <laughs> no, no. And even those bands are really small. Compared yeah. To oh, yeah. 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 Well, the, the Johnny Carson, you yeah, know, the Tonight that. Show, that was yeah. great. Yeah. Did you ever sub for Doc? I mean, for for I mean, for Ed. No, but I did that show about four <laughs> times with the Baja Marimba band, oh, uh, wow. mostly in New York when he was in New York. Yeah. And he came out here in the seventies. Oh, and then we did we got together again in the eighties and we did one show out here with the second version of the um, of the Baham Rimba band. And that, that was good. Uh, Harvey Newmark was with us on sure, that band. Sure. Harvey was on that band. Yeah. And uh, uh, you still play with else? him, right? He's still yeah, yeah, I, he's I, right I, here. He played with us uh, a couple of months ago at the um, Oh it's your thing with, with Laura, Laura Purcell, right, yeah. yeah at the Cantina. Oh. Uh. Cool. Wow, man. <coughs> so, so cool. Wow, it's just so I, inspiring. So great to hear your story. Oh, yeah, you. man, thank it's you. just, I'm in, I'm in awe. Just that, that era. I grew up watching all that, yeah. those movies and those <coughs> yeah. shows, and yeah. just it was they fantasy land, man, you know. Yeah, they were good. Uh, yeah, they were, the, mo most of those people, those big stars, were nice. They were yeah. good. They never gave us a hard time or, you know, it, 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 the, the the singers or band leaders that give you a hard time were, were not really the top ones. So you know, like they were like the B grade, C grade. Some of these singers. I worked with hundreds of singers. <laughs> and, and the ones that were really a pain in the butt, they're the ones that weren't you know, frustrated with themselves. They yeah. weren't confident yeah. and didn't, you know, they're the ones that weren't sure. Can you, can you, stuff. any stand out that was just a pain in the ass to Oh, do yeah. With? Yeah, I won't tell you her name. Why not? Yeah. No one, knows, no one listens I'll to tell this you, anyways. You know who Tom Rainier <laughs> yeah. is? The great, great pianist. Oh, yeah. He worked with her years ago and, and found her to be a pain in the ass. And he, he wrote a little tune about her. With are the lyrics. Are we talking about Barbara Streisand? No. Okay. Well, I've heard, you know. I've heard those stories. I've heard Barbara, those stories. Barbara, as far as, you know, I've talked to guys who, who work with her, and, and she was picky, could be picky yeah, about yeah. a lot of little things. She can't argue with how great she is. No, no, she has a great voice. My favorites, though, are yeah. Sarah Vaughan and Rosie Clooney and, and Ella. Me too. But have you ever worked, have you ever worked with Dinah Washington? No, no, but I love her. I sure her. loved Dinah. Yeah, my, that was my wife's favorite singer. Ah. She loved Dinah. Loved Dinah Washington. Yeah. But who else did I, I work with? Um, uh, with a lot of... Uh, I worked with Billy Eckstein, Billy Daniels, Billy Holiday oh, wow. when I was 19 uh, with, uh, uh, with uh, Benny Ventura's band. 
we went to Baltimore. Benny Ventura was Charlie Ventura's brother. Uh -huh. Charlie Ventura was the tenor sure, player. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. He was, what did Benny he, play? Uh, 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 baritone. We had like a five-piece five group. And uh, I was very young uh, and in New York, scuffling. And we got a gig in Baltimore. Bill Anthony was playing bass. And the trombone player was Milty Gold, wonderful, uh, great jazz trombone player who was strung out, unfortunately, strung out, junk. But, and he died young, but he was great. But he was in the band. But anyway, we get to Baltimore, and she has her piano player. I think it was Bobby Tucker at the time. And she didn't bring a drummer or a bass player, so mm. we would do our set, and then we would play for her, she would be the closing act, of right, course. Right. And and uh, it, it was it was interesting. She she didn't say much to us, you know. But her piano player gave me a lot of good advice. Gave me a look. He says, I remember him saying, when we play the ballads now, when we, you know we we get real slower than you think. You know we're gonna do. She likes to do real slow. Don't chop. Don't don't go. Chop chop. Don't do that suggest the time uh, like uh, he wanted like a legato thing yes he just yeah kind of suggesting the yeah. bass the bass is leading the time and, right. and him you know and and uh that came in handy for me uh with, with a lot of singers yeah. Uh, later uh, yeah it was great and uh that was one week in baltimore yeah uh with her and then you know and, and Frank liked her a lot. Sinatra liked Billie Holiday. Oh, sure. sure. I never mentioned to him that I had worked with her. Mm -hmm. And, and uh, I'm sorry I never did because I know that he liked her so much and he might have enjoyed hearing about her. Mm -hmm. but, he, but he knew her. Knew her. How did, how did it, the gig end, end with Frank? With me? Yeah. I just wasn't working with him anymore because uh, he wasn't working that much. And then I started to get busy in town mm. and then uh, you know and then uh, after a few dozen movies he decides to put something back together and then he did the the, yeah. the, 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 the Count Basie stuff at the Sands was after you right? Oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. the last I worked with him the first time was probably in uh, early 59 I have to mm -hmm. check my books late 58 or 59 uh, and uh then again, the next thing I did w with him wasn't until the early 60s when I played on part of the album Strangers in the Night, as I said before. Yeah. And that was cool. I'd run into him around town. Wow. And, you know, it's, hey, baby, how you doing? How you doing? I said, good, good. I'm yeah. doing good. And, uh, yeah. Well, one time, my wife and I were in at the Stardust Hotel late at night in the lounge with some friends. I think I was working with... I don't know, Betty Hutton or Donald O'Connor. There, there was a real nice guy. I, I enjoyed working with him. He was great. And I go into the men's room. It's about four in the morning. We'll go into the men's room at the Stardust. And who was at one of the urinals? It's Frank. <laughs> he was alone. He had people out there, but I'm surprised wow. he, he went in alone. And I said, hey, Frank, how you doing, man? And, and he said, yeah, what are you doing here? And I said, oh, I'm working with, uh, uh, with Betty or whoever I was working and he said, oh, okay, okay, all right, you doing all right? I said, yeah, yeah, I do. I said, I sure like to come back to work with you, though. And he said, well, call Bill Miller. 
And I said, shall I tell him you, you, you said the call? He said, yeah. And that was it. But I never did because now he was working so much that I, you know, he was very busy doing yeah. stuff. And I don't want to go on. I've been on the road since I'm 14 years old off and on. Right. And yeah. my wife said, and I'm just starting to get good calls, you know, yeah. in town. And uh, I think we had this discussion before. You don't turn these contractors. Back then, they were little Hitlers, you know. You right. Didn't, yeah. Uh, you didn't, well, it's still down. the same way. Well, yeah. You say no once, you're off the books and yeah. get somebody else. Yeah. And now you got to wait around for them to get desperate yeah. to call you. It seems like every time you suggested, like, if you had to follow it up with that, it sounds like it would have been a done deal with Frank. What he said, what he said, it pretty much went. Like, he... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. of course. That's yeah. A, you know, no, I could have gone back with him. Yeah. Yeah. No. I would see him. Then I... The, the, Oh, one time my wife and I are in Beverly Hills, and it's around Christmas, and she, she liked to shop there on uh, Beverly Drive. And who's on the, on the opposite side of the street? There's Frank coming down the street, and he had a hat on. He liked to wear, like the, the old days, you know, in the 40s, a soft yeah, hat, yeah. You know, looking real sharp. And he was carrying uh, the Christmas presents, and he was all by himself. Wow. He's coming towards me. So I went like this, and, and, and he shook his head, and I went across the street. And I said, hey, Frank, what are you doing some shopping, huh? And he kept walking. He said, walking real slow. But if he stood there for, for a, like a couple of minutes, people would see him, he right. would be mobbed. Yeah, yeah. So I noticed that with some of the, with these big stars. And they Keep were going. always looking around and, you yeah. know, for maniacs, for idiots. Yeah. And, and they were aware of the situation. And, and he wasn't being rude, but he, he kept calling. Uh, I said, can we walk with you for a minute? Yeah. He said, yeah, I'm going in the, the store here. And uh, I said, can I help you? You know, do He says, no, I'm cool. I'm all right. And it's always like that. Always very nice. And then when I saw him uh, at the session, uh, I think it was at Western when, when we did Strangers in the Night, Hal, uh, he played the first few tunes and he had to split. He had some big thing happening at Metro, whatever. And he, he was... He was so important that they he could split in the middle of a Frank Sinatra. <laughs> but he told him he's doing it. And uh, so I came in and I, after the break, and so I'm at the drums and Frank is right there. And he didn't go, hey, what's going on? He says, hey, babe, how you doing? I said, great. And we played. Yeah. No, he was, no, he was very nice to me. Wow, that's so cool. Later on in life, he, he got a little cranky, you know, sometimes. He wasn't feeling well, you know, yeah. when he was in his in his 70s and everything, and he wasn't that close with the guys. Like I said earlier, somebody who had been with him for a long time as he got older said, oh, did you talk to him when you were with him? I said, yeah, I talked to him. We used to, we partied together. In, in Honolulu one time, we, we uh, well, yeah, we had uh, <laughs> met, met some ladies well, before I, got, I was married. You gonna run? Yeah. God, I, we'll just have to have you back. I think we've got to have Frank back. Man, it was such... This is we, this is what Guitar Wank is made for. It's to, to talk to a gentleman like yourself. Okay, and great. this is amazing to me. Oh, this is, my, I know our listeners are going to... A lot of listeners are going to go back and listen to all those tracks that you talked about and, and visit them. And yeah. 
Franks, thank you so much. Sir. Thanks, this Frank. Is awesome. My, my thanks pleasure. for the gig the other night, man. Oh, this boy. is so cool. I'm sorry man. I missed it. Well, I missed you know, working with you because I didn't feel well. We'll have to just do it again. But yeah, yeah. If you're available, I love it. Yeah, to. I'm around. I love to. I gotta, I gotta tell Eric next door that you were here, mate. Hey, I yeah. gotta get Eric on the show. Is he in town now? Do you know? No, he's he's out the road for a while. I heard. He's, he's yeah. He's doing a long. Stint. So it's just it's the house that's oh, yeah. I yeah, was across only the here. white fence. Yeah. I didn't go in the house, but uh, oh, you've been there. I've been on the outside, yeah, and I didn't yeah. remember the street. I was riding with a, with another with a friend of his. Oh, sorry. oh. no, I mean, you yeah, still. I think we're done. Yeah. I love oh, okay. it. Yeah. that was super cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Eric is great. Eric is great. I do this on somebody else, man. Yeah, you got it. <laughs> How cool is that? Um, oh, I gotta get you to sign the uh, guitar mic. Sure. Whatever. Here's Climax of the show is the mash, you know, the, the right. theme for oh, mash, wow. yeah. which starts off with a guitar, you know, yeah. and like, and he even makes a big deal. It's just like that's the, you know, 
got to get that. Okay, no problem. Oh, no problem, Johnny. And then we're there, and he just kind of, you know, like, <laughs> does this. And I remember the TV show, so I just kind of played the tempo from the TV show. Right, right, right. And, and then the, alto, the lead alto player, who really kind of runs the game. Who's that? I forget who it is. Yeah. And he looked at me. And went, <laughs> does Sid play in the band? Uh, Cipriano? Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. And Chiadini usually does it. John Chiadini. Oh yeah, yeah. But, He's a good uh, player. I but like I him. sub for him. Yeah, well, that, that's he, he sounds yeah. it a great He's sub. He's okay. <laughs> well, this was fun for me. Man, this is so cool. Yeah. Yeah. We we I run out of guitar wank bugs. Are we out of mugs? We're out of mugs. We're gonna get oh, you. Oh, well, I'll get you one. Hey, yeah, yeah, get me one. Yeah, yeah. We'll get you one. Walk out together. Yeah, I'll walk out with you. Yeah. Oh, okay. For sure, man. Yeah, Troy. Nice, nice meeting you. No, real pleasure. All right, Troy. And these are your drums. Well, I'm not a drummer, but I I bought them a while back and with the idea of jam sessions in here. But I've been busy with other. Has Eric seen these? No, but I want to get. You know, he's a collector. Oh, he is. Oh, he, he into vintage drums. He he, he gets it from Germany, whatever. Oh, he looks wow. on the. Uh, I mean, he'd be, he'd be laughed to know what was right next door. I need to get him <laughs> over here because um, I, I, maybe he can hook me up with some symbols and stuff for him because I haven't got I haven't got yeah. symbols for him. Oh, so. sure, sure. But uh, he's you know a good what? He, I was I'll, I'll just tell you one story about him. Uh, a, a while back, oh, about a year ago, year and a half ago. <clears throat> he said, you've doing some gigs around town, right? And I said, yeah, I'm, work, uh, I'm working uh, Friday at uh, Baroni's. He says, uh, oh, he, he said, you know, I got a lot of drums, you know, that I collect and everything. And, and I said, yeah. He says, don't bring any drums to that gig. He said, I'll bring, I'll bring you this little bebop set that I have, you know. And, and I said, really? Okay. So he, sh- he said, what time do you start? I said, 8 o'clock. So he said, well, I'll be there about 7, 7, all right. I said, you mean you're going to bring the drums there? Here's the, one of the biggest stars yeah. in rock and roll, yeah. and you know, and I said, yeah. So he shows up schlepping the drums in uh, <laughs> with some other guy, and and the bass. I forget who's the bass player. And he said, who is that bringing drums? I said, that's my my roadie. That's my roadie. <laughs> Eric Sager. Every ever hear of him. That's so cool. But yeah, yeah. In fact, he, he's he's a talker, man. Eric can talk. He's, oh yes, he can. Yeah. Oh, this is, this is, this is, this is,